You don't want a relationship where you never need to fight. That would not only be boring, it wouldn't make sense. Hi, hope you're well. This is PD at the Art of Self-Development. This episode is for everyone interested in ideas and practical tools to develop the most useful skills for yourself and for the people you care about. Let's talk fights. Arguments, disagreements and fights of all kinds, especially between people who care about each other, or at least who should. That's in the family, in relationships and marriages. I think we have a lot of misconceptions about fights and about why we fight, whether or not we should, whether or not we fight in the right way. Because we have a general feeling that, of course, we want a relationship where we don't fight, where everything is smooth, maybe with a partner who's so well attuned to your needs and such a great complement to your character that you never need to fight. And if you've ever met a couple who really fit that description, please write to me and tell me all about them. And tell me whether or not these are mature people psychologically and how they got there. And whether they got there without needing to fight to begin with. Because fights are important. We often don't think they are, but they really matter. Because you can't have, I think, a functioning relationship without any fights from the get-go and throughout. Now, why would fights matter? Why would they be a good thing in a relationship? We all know relationships that don't work because of too much fight or because of the wrong kinds of fight. You know, broken marriages, broken families who fought constantly because the two always thought that they're somehow the victim of the other. And they tried to convince the other one that this is the case. That you're in the wrong, I'm in the right, and you should stop making me a victim. And this is a losing fight on every front. Because whenever you make yourself a victim, and you try to claim that victimhood, you compete with the other one who is the bigger victim. Because if I convince you that you victimize me, and that you're a bad person for doing so, that your character is fundamentally flawed, and I suffer greatly through it, that leaves you essentially no space for making things better, without sacrificing your self-esteem first. Because we so often attack the character, rather than what's actually happening, or what we perceive is happening. We take the fight from the wrong end, and we end up not being able to resolve it at all. So fights will happen, they're unavoidable in a relationship between two, even remotely mature people, as a way of clarifying where our differences are, where our values are, and trying to understand those differences and where each one of us is coming from is exactly the way that we need to go. 
without having made up our minds first and then attacking each other. But when we are both mature enough, emotionally and psychologically, so that we can honestly try to understand where the other one is coming from, without beating them over the head first. Because we all have our differences that we haven't even learned about before we started to fight and realize that, wow, this person has these things that I didn't even know they had that come from their childhood or from their past relationships that only make sense to me when he or she tells me about them, that I can now understand and appreciate her as a person, knowing now what I didn't know before, so that I don't need to idealize him or her, and I can see them more as a full, flawed, imperfect, and a real person. Someone I can relate to because now I can understand them. And what they did that didn't make sense to me now does. So we can't quite eliminate fights, and we shouldn't. What we really need to do is make sure that we fight right that we fight fair, that we have the right weapons to use, that are not too blunt and not too sharp, that will help us to get to the core of the disagreement, figure out what each one of us wants, and make sure that, in one way or another, we reach a compromise where we both get it. Because that is the way to grow. No growth ever happens without pain. And as much as we idealize relationships without any pain, without any conflicts, that relationship would do nothing for your personal or psychological growth. You can't just be happy and at peace all the time, unless the other person is a vegetable, perhaps, or a narcissist, and you're a complete pushover, or vice versa. Because a narcissist is the only kind of person who will actually want such a person. Everybody else wants, wants someone who has opinions, who has experiences, who can agree or disagree. If you can't have that, if you can't bear disagreement, there is something seriously wrong that no one and nothing can easily solve. So fights and the way we fight are critical. They are a critical measure of the health of a relationship. So that there are not too many, they are not fought with weapons that are too deadly. But at the same time that we have them, because you bear things that you disagree with, that you don't like, and you don't tell, you are doing everyone a disservice, especially to yourself, but also to your mate. You can't have a happy, growing, evolving relationship when this happens. When you don't process things and instead suppress them. One of the most important principles in fighting in couples and marriages, I think, is that the relationship is more important than the fight. Oftentimes when we disagree, when we are pissed, we want nothing more than to win a fight. 
We want to prove the other one wrong and prove that we are right. When we do that, we force the other one to take the same position, that is, to also fight and defeat us. And what happens is, even if you come up with the bluntest instrument, like to come up with something that the other person did five years ago that they can't even change and convince them that they are a bad person, we both lost something we can never recover. We fundamentally lost the relationship. You can't win by beating the other person. If we care at all about the relationship, we need to consider that relationship a priority. It doesn't mean that we want to preserve it at all cost, perhaps because we are afraid to lose the other person. It does mean that the relationship is more important than being right, much more important. So that when you give the other person a chance to be heard, to be understood, and then put together your mutual and individual experiences and your values, and you try to figure out a way to work out your differences, that is the way to figure out how to make the relationship better than it was before the fight, because now you really know each other much better, rather than sinking the relationship just to be right. So the worst thing we can do is to focus on who's right and who's wrong. And of course, I'm right and you're wrong. Because I'm me, and I know what I want, and I know why I'm right. Almost as if there was no possibility of a difference in opinion. Because I feel so strongly that I'm right. That, in fact, should be a very clear sign that you're not. Because when we are emotional about being right and need to be right, that's a very clear indication that we are doing something wrong, that we are not objective at all, that we need to take a breather, count up to 10 or 100, see what you're missing, that'll make the whole picture bigger and fuller. Fights come up when we realize that the other person is imperfect. Out of this naive idea that our partner should be perfect, which of course they neither can nor should. We can learn the most by living with a partner who's similar enough to warrant similar values and similar worldviews, but definitely not the same ones, not quite. So we still have differences to discuss, to work out, to learn from. The imperfection that I have is one of my biggest gifts to my partner. And hers are the biggest gift to me, as long as we can keep our relationship healthy. Instead of coming down to the level of two five-year-olds fighting on the playground, which is kind of what so many of us do, that we have the natural inclination to do, Two kids arguing over who's the bigger victim. So don't fight for yourself. Fight for the relationship. And in fact, fight for the other person. As much as you can while respecting your own values. 
Don't attack your partner for what they can't change. And that includes their history. Things that they did or that happened to them in the past that they can't simply change. This is one of the biggest challenges. To not name call and to not attack what can't be changed. These are blows below the belt. Something that's hard to recover from. Because when somebody does that to us, we lose trust in them. And it can be very hard to regain. Don't hit the other person where it hurts in order to hurt them. To force a submission. Don't try to make them understand you. Seek for yourself to understand. Understanding is the only place where we can make good decisions. We come into relationship with two distinct realities. His or hers. Or in any other variation, of course. And these two may seem to be much closer at first. Then over time, when we start to see our differences, and maybe later still, if we are mature enough, they will become closer again. This time for real. But we both live in two distinct realities. This is also why it's the wrong thing to say, you made me feel this or you made me feel that. Because they didn't make you feel anything. They did something and then you chose to feel in a specific way. Saying these things means you externalize your own inner experience. That you feel that other people are responsible for your well-being. Which is a very childish thing to say. You can instead say, when you did this, I felt that. That is a format that acknowledges what happened, can describe it accurately, but still keeps responsibility for your own inner experience where it should be, where it is. So own your feelings. Don't try to suppress them. Don't try to throw them at your partner. Because we like to feel emotional and then attack and defend. Use emotions as weapons. But until we become more responsible, we're fighting a battle nobody can win. It doesn't work for anybody other than to make you feel right. The one way to always lose for the both of you. So fights give us the best opportunity to learn about the person we live with. To really understand where they're coming from. We don't know a person until we've had a fight. Until we've had a good fight. Or a bad one, for that matter. Because how people deal with conflict tells us so much about how psychologically mature they are. And ultimately whether or not we want to spend the time or the rest of our lives with them. And this is something you definitely want to figure out before you enter any long-term agreement with that person. You want to fight a lot first, and you want to fight right. If you can get this in your relationship with another person, you've gained something invaluable. It is something that assures that you both will keep growing as long as you're together. That you're becoming better people. Because you don't just have or want a perfect relationship. 
this naive ideal that never works or works out. You know what you want is a really good relationship based on common values, but different kinds of experiences and opinions, where you kind of do your own things and you contribute to the relationship as much as you can because you want to, not because you feel you have to or because you're afraid to lose the other one. You build a great relationship that is punctuated with a good fight now and then where that fight is warranted and where you choose the right weapons. To make the relationship better and to help your partner get what they want. And they help you get what you want. That is the best kind of relationship that anyone can ever have. So figure out exactly what that means to you. How do you fight at your best and how do you fight at your worst? Without being a pushover or being aggressive. When there is a looming fight, look inward. Look at what causes you to want to fight to begin with. To defeat your partner rather than to make the relationship better. And see the potential for your mutual and individual growth. That potential is always there, usually unnoticed. But one of the best kinds of fuel for the self-development of everyone involved. Now those fights will change, even the methods of fight will. But that principle of looking beyond what you want to see the bigger picture and creating something better, that will always remain. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Art of Self-Development. Remember that learning is a change of behavior. You can adjust your thoughts and your environment to better suit your goals. And it works best if you do it for other people's benefit. You can support this podcast by writing me a comment or suggestion at pdartofsd at gmail.com or just by telling your friends. Whatever you do today, Leave the world a little better than you found it. Thank you.